0: Well, welcome to this service. These these are a lot of fun. We never really know what... You know, there's always an element of surprise when it comes to bringing the kids in the mix. You never know what you're going to get. And so... But they are cute, aren't they? So, Well, how many of you can share stories where things weren't exactly what you hoped for at Christmas? I'm sure all of us have them. Some of them were just funny things, and some of them were... Things that just weren't going well in life. Um, I don't know if anybody is nervous right now about your gift. Maybe you ordered something online and you had planned for it to arrive by now and it's not here yet. And you're you're like, uh-oh, starting to sweat it. This is my only gift for that special someone and it's not here yet. And so I'm nervous. Or it could be that you, you know, the Christmas tree that you cut down, you cut it down a little too early and now it's dried up. And so... Wasn't what you planned, or there's all sorts of things that could happen. The turkey you, know, you cooked the turkey too long and, and a little overdone. Much as you try to plan for Christmas, inevitably, there are things that just don't meet our expectations and, and so it can get a little messy. And can you even imagine? Try to try to imagine what it must have been like on that very first Christmas when Jesus was born. Nobody expected, I mean, people had planned on a Messiah someday, but not. That day, and certainly not in the way that, that he came. The birth of Jesus was God's plan, but it but it really messed with some plans. It messed with religious plans. It messed with political plans. It messed with personal plans and social plans. Think about Mary and Joseph for a moment. They're planning a wedding. Okay, they're 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 in wedding planning mode. So, ladies, you know what Mary was doing. She was you know she was practicing writing her last name and. Uh, You know how's this going to look? And Joseph, Joseph, he's working extra nights at the uh, local, you know, Bethlehem Ace Hardware Store in order to pay for the honeymoon, right? You know, and they're they're dreaming of little Marys and Josephs running around someday. And then all of a sudden, boom! Plans change. What would that have been like? Here's a video. It's kind of a funny video. It's got serious music, and so last service, everyone was like waiting for the serious part of it. And it, I should have warned everyone. It's just a little more of a humorous um, video to kind of play out some things. Now, you might notice this dynamic in your own marriage, too. And so, um, let's let's roll this, okay? Sweetie, are you listening? Mary, I've said it once, so I'll say it again. I can do two things... Two things at once, yes, I know. Uh, but... We really need to talk, and Joseph. Yeah. I need you to listen. I am listening so hard right now. I, you can't even imagine how much I'm, I'm concentrating on, on you and the words. I'm Overwhelmed by your concentration, can you, can you just stop for a second, please? Mary, I would love to stop for a second, but I can't. Why not? We're gonna be married soon, and I just. I just want everything to be perfect. Joseph, I love your heart. I really do. But, you know, not everything has to be perfect. And that's okay because we don't know what life is going to throw at us, you know? Right, but I, I still want a house worthy of you. And and to do that, I, I, I've got to work because a man's... A man has uh, got to have a plan. Have I mentioned that before? A time or two. Mary. I have so many plans for us. This table, this is where we're going to have our meals together and, and and I've made it big enough for, for to see some little ones. For down the road, of course. About that. Where did I put that chisel? Joseph, I need to tell you something. Something, something unbelievable. Did, did I put it in that shelf? I was visited by... By an angel. Yeah. And he, he told me that I was highly favored. Mm-hmm. And it all felt it felt like a dream until he he told me something. The instant he said it, I knew that it was true. I just used it. I I just had it. Joseph, are you listening to me? that, That sounds really great. Joseph. Got it. I'm pregnant. That's awkward at that point. <laughs> well, they're delivered a brand new set of plans. didn't go just like that, you know. So there's some, quite a bit of liberty taken in the, in the script writing there. But they're delivered a whole new set of plans. And an angel appears to Mary, and, and the angel says, Mary, I know you've got some big things planned, but God has sent me to tell you a few things. He wants you to know that you're going to be pregnant before your wedding day and your your fiance joseph, he he's not going to be the father of your child, and, and this baby that you're going to have, he's going to be God. you know that that whole thing is going to throw a kink in your in your wedding plans if if you're married, right? Let, let me ask you a question. When your plans don't go as expected, what what do you do right now? Some of your plans, some of some of the things going on in your life are just not going as you expected. And so what is it that you're supposed to do? I want to walk through what is God doing when Christmas is not what you plan? So first thing, God wants to get your attention. When Christmas is not what you plan, God wants to get your attention. Let me be clear about this first point. Every messed up plan is not because of God. God's not the author of evil. And so when someone is hurt or when someone is mistreated, God didn't plan that. A lot of times we cause the messes that 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 you know, occur in our lives. Sometimes it's other people cause the messes. And also we live in a broken world where bad things happen to the undeserving and bad things happen to the deserving. And so regardless of the cause, when plans are messed up, if God it's God's way of saying, Hello, I want you to focus on me. It's kinda of like a big spiritual megaphone from God when when our plans get messed up. Look what the Bible says in Psalm 81, verse 13. It reads, Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. So We can be so busy, God's people, we can be so busy with the noise and so consumed with life that, that we don't really hear what He has to say to us. Why does God even want to get our attention? It's because He loves us. He wants to have our focus because He really, genuinely loves us. And, and, and He wants to spare us from a lot of the pain that, that, that we experience in, in our lives. When I look at my life, most of the pain in my life and a lot of the trouble and the frustration, it's stuff that I have caused, though. Cause sometimes it's because I've been too busy, I've been too full of my own agenda and not focused on following God's agenda. The Bible says this in Proverbs 16, verse 25. It says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. God's basically saying, you think that that's the right path for you, but but I know the future. I can see around the corner. God actually, He can see the detours. He can see the roadblocks. And, and it's kind of like He says, I love you enough to keep you from some of the pain you're going to experience. I want you to experience life to its fullest. And so he, he, he warns us against following some of our great ideas and some of our plans. The Bible is filled with examples where God says, Hey, let me have your attention. If you do these things right here, your life will be more satisfied. Your life will have more meaning. You'll, you'll experience more of more success and blessing in your life. But if you do these things over here, it's going to cause you some misery. It's going to cause you some pain and some guilt and some resentment and some broken relationships and anger and worry and heartache. Those kinds of things are going to mess up your life. And, and God loves us so much that He doesn't want us to, to just walk through all of that. So He tries to get our attention. Now, 2,000 years ago, God, He used an angels to make an announcement. For others, He used a star to get their attention, but He got everybody's attention. And He wants to get our attention today. He wants to get our attention this, this time of the year as well. And maybe what He's using right now is, is health problems. It could be that you, you're hearing Him through... Your health, or the health of someone close to you. Or maybe you're hearing them through money problems and financial challenges or relationships. Whatever it is, God, He wants your attention. The second thing, when Christmas is not what you planned, why is it? It's because He has a different plan for your life. He has something different in store for your life. When our, when our plans get messed up, and God allows that to happen, He does so that, that we can align with His purpose for our life. At one point in the history of God's people, things had gone very wrong because of, uh, because of sin and people just following their own plans. And God's people were exiled as a consequence for their sin. They were exiled to a, to a foreign land and God spoke to them through a prophet named Jeremiah. And here's what he told his people who were, again, exiled to a foreign land. He said, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, God's not saying, I'm going to put you on welfare. He, what he's saying here is, the, the word welfare here, it means, it's the Hebrew word shalom. It can, it can translate to mean, you know, in our language, welfare. But really, it has the idea of peace. It has the idea of a certain state of health. God's saying, look, I have a plan for peace for you. I, have, I, I, I want to give you good welfare in a sense. I want to take care of you. My plans are not for evil, he's saying. They're, they're to give you a future and to give you a hope. And a lot of people think, if I give my life to God, here's what's going to happen. God is going to take all of the fun out of life. He's going to take the joy out of life. And nothing could be further from the truth. God has incredible plans for our lives. And God knows you. He made you. He's designed you. He created this world. And God's intention is that is for His plan is to bring about the fullness in our life. Now here's some things about God's plan for your life. First, God's plan is always bigger than our plan. When you see, man, my plans are getting messed up. Well, if God's doing something in that, God's plan is always far bigger. Mary and Joseph, that very first Christmas, all they ever really wanted to do at that point was get married. They probably wanted to, you know, have some kids and and have a great family. That was their plan. That's what they saw in front of them. Well, God, He wanted to use Mary and Joseph to bless the entire world. God's plan plan was far bigger god wanted to use them to bless all of history and i'm a planner and some of you are this, wired the same way you like everything in a row and your ducks need to be in a row and you you like to be in control how things are going to go but at times my need to be in control can get in the way of what god wants for his plan for my life for my family life for our church family and so through the years i really had to learn god how do i cooperate with you and my plans aren't working out. Maybe there's something just far greater that you see here. God God wants to use you. He, he wants your life to actually make a difference in this world through, in more ways than, than you really could imagine. He has great plans. And you might be thinking, you know, God couldn't use me. Maybe there's stuff in your past that you feel like limits you. Or maybe there's something about your abilities that maybe limits you. And you, No, not me. God could never use me. But God has a greater plan. Second, God's plan is not... You know, it's often it's a harder plan. It's not always easy. Okay? When you see things shifting, it's not always easy. God's plans... You know, the problem with this is that we like to take the easy way out in life. When we're presented with a harder, more difficult way, we usually say, why in the world would I want to choose that? This is far more difficult. I'll go with the easy way. God knows that about us. He knows our heart. Yet He doesn't always give us what we want. And, and here's why He doesn't do that. It's because God... He's far more concerned with our character and developing you as a man, you as a woman. He's, he's far more concerned with developing your character than He is developing your comfort. And the truth is, every and every parent kind of knows this, if you give your kids everything they want, what happens to them? Spoil, it spoils them. If God gives us everything that, that we want, we, we'd be spoiled. And so He allows us to to really walk through some difficulties. His plans are challenging. They grow us. They're refining. It's in order to develop us. Now, when Mary and Joseph said yes to God's plan, it was not easy. Do you think it was easy to fake, or to face the gossip? To face the gossip of, of basically being an unwed mother in that day? you think it was easy to ride all the way to... Bethlehem on a donkey while nine months pregnant ladies how many of you like that you know think about if you've been pregnant before think about how you feel about that trip to to Bethlehem nine months pregnant you know that would be a great trip you think it would be easy to deliver your first baby in a stable and you know a thousand times they must have asked God why are you doing this in this way this is your son and you're you're letting him be born here in a stable this just doesn't make any sense at all God, but God's plan is often more difficult. And then, here's the third thing about God's plan. It's, it's more rewarding than any other plan in life. God's plans are far more rewarding. Both here and now and on into eternity. We find that out. We, t- we tend to look at our lives and we tend to think to ourselves, if only I could make my life a little bit better. God looks at our lives and He says, if only you'd switch to my plan for your life, you can't imagine, you can't even think of what great things I want to accomplish, both here and now and on into eternity. That's, that's God's plan for your life. And Mary and Joseph, they, they just they switched to God's plan because God said, look, I've got a better plan. And they trusted Him. They, they believed that God had a better plan. And I, and I know some of you right now, you're going through difficult times and, and you're going through struggles. Something about Christmas is, is that Christmas time has a tendency... To just turn up the volume on whatever is going on in our lives, it turns up the volume. It magnifies. So if there's problems, if there's if there's trouble, if there's pain, it's like it's like there's a magnifying glass, or it's like there's a, a microphone on those problems, and things are just louder. And if you're going through those times right now, you know, it can be difficult to figure out well, what is it you're trying to do through this, God. Finally, if Christmas is not what you planned, then Here's why. It means that He wants you to trust Him. God wants you to trust Him. Imagine how God's plan at Christmas tested Joseph's faith. Imagine, you know, would you believe it? Think about this, men. Would you believe it if your fiancé said she was pregnant and still a virgin? Hmm. I don't think so. You know, ha- imagine how God's plan tested Mary's faith. Nobody, not a single person in the entire world, had ever, you know, could understand how how this was going to happen through her. So the angel comes and declares what would happen. No, nobody had ever experienced that before. All Mary and Joseph could really do at this point was to trust God. The Bible says there is really only one way that you can please God. Listen carefully, you can't you can't please God through religion, you can't please God through rules, you can't please God through through ritual. The Bible says this, Hebrews eleven six. It says, Without faith, and without faith it is impossible to please God. It's not difficult to please God without faith, it's impossible to please God. You could be keeping all the rules and not really operating in faith. You could be very ritualistic in your in your life and the things you do and and, and not pleasing God is what we hear is what we find out in the Scripture. So what do you do when your plans fall through? You trust God. You trust in His wisdom. You trust in His love. You trust that that He knows what's best for your life and that He can actually bring good even out of some bad things going on. And so a big question, will will you trust God with your plans this Christmas? And it might be that you're really discouraged. It could be that you're stressed or lonely. It could be that there's someone that's recently you've lost, a loved one that you've lost. I want to encourage you to trust Him. Every one of us is here and and you're you're at one of three spiritual points in your life. We're in one of these three conditions. You're you're here, many of you are here and you you already have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, you're celebrating this Christmas season. Really, you, you, you understand the meaning of Christmas and the benefits of it. You're experiencing those. If you're a Christ follower, your past is forgiven. The things you've done, your sin has been paid for. You have a, you know, a purpose for living your life. You have a future home in heaven. That's that's some of you that are here, and then and others of you that are here. You're searching. You're searching for for God. You're looking for truth. You you've got a lot of questions, and we're really glad that you're here. But maybe you come here and you've got doubts, and maybe you've been invited by someone. And 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 again, we're really glad that you're here. Could be that that part of what's causing you to doubt is you've been hurt by someone. could be that you've been hurt by someone who claimed to be a Christian or maybe just someone that you thought you could trust and maybe, maybe that hurt is really robbing you uh, of, of your life. And I would just say, don't let anyone else's sin keep you from having a friendship with God. We, we would love to help you connect with God this Christmas season. We'd love to clarify for you what it means to really follow Jesus Christ. And on the back of your connection card, there's a place where you can just indicate. On the back... Right-hand side, it says, I'd like to learn how to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you, and you say, Yeah, I'm kind of searching, and I, I'm not really sure. I've got a lot of questions. We would love to help answer those questions and just dialogue with you. And then there's a third group. Some of you are here, and and you're a Christ follower, but somewhere this year or somewhere in your life, you've gotten off track. You've gotten off course. And maybe years ago, you felt really close to Christ, but somehow, someone or something crowded out God, from your life. And my advice for you is to, is to come come back to Christ. Come home this Christmas to Him. Jesus really, He, he longs to be in fellowship with you. He's not, he's not going to scold you. He's not going to shame you. He longs to be in relationship with you. And so, it, I would just encourage you, as, as our worship team comes back up to the stage, if you take out that connection card, I, I would encourage you to just think about what is it that God is, is saying to me at this season in my life, and even this morning, with, with what's going on in my life, and regardless of, of even the plans you've made, if, if those plans aren't going well, how is God trying to get your attention? On the back of that connection card, you'll notice there's some next steps here, and I want to just highlight a few of these. My next step today could be that you're just to cr- trust Christ with your life for the very first time This Christmas if you've never admitted that you need God or if you've never acknowledged that you know that you need his forgiveness and you're at a point where you're really ready to invite Christ to be the, the savior of your life to say I, re- I want to receive Jesus I want him to be the one that that through his blood covers my sin allows me to come and to be right with God and holy before God maybe that's where you're at today and maybe you've been coming around and you've you've kind of gotten close to that line of faith but you keep backing off I would just say if today's the day where you're ready to invite Christ and trust him for the first time if you if you check that we'll follow up with you and make sure um, you can have confidence in where you stand with God Secondly give God my full attention it could just be that as life is not going as you prefer or as you plan, you're, you're resisting some things and you're you're keeping yourself busy and you're you're constantly on the go and you're not really responding to maybe what God's trying to do. And I, as I said, God wants to get our attention when things aren't going well. And so it might just be that you need to stop and say, God, I'm going to give you my attention. I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm just going to wait on you. I'm going to spend some extra time in prayer this week, listening to you. Even as I prepare for Christmas Day and celebrating and sharing gifts, God, I want to give you my attention so that I'm prepared to really um, have the right focus on these events on Christmas Day. And then, and then last, continue searching out God's plan for my life. Maybe this is where you're at today, and you're just you're you're on a search right now. I just say we're encouraged that you're here. Maybe letting us know, and we'll just continue to pray for you. Let, let's go to the Lord together and pray. Father, we thank you for the birth of Jesus, and and how this week we celebrate and remember your great plan. And, and God, we get to experience new life because you stepped into this world. Lord, thank you for getting involved in our lives in such a real and personal way. God, I pray for each person here, for those here that are that are really struggling with, with guilt, struggling over loss, worry. For those that are here that just have a lot of questions and are very skeptical, Lord, I pray that you'd, you'd help answer those questions. Lord, we know that no one comes to, to you unless... They're drawn to you. And so God, we pray that you would draw people to yourself this Christmas. And that we get to play a part in having conversations with those close to us. And Lord, for those that are here that are that are really walking with you, Lord, I pray that this time would be this a season of encouragement. Though there is pain, though there is mourning, though there is hurt, Lord, would you help draw the meaning up in our hearts, Lord, at this time? Help us to keep our eyes fixed and focused on you Lord. We want to give you our attention and we want to keep it there Lord. Thank you for bringing each person here Lord. thank you for the children. We pray for them God as well Lord that we'd be able to explain to them the meanings behind a lot of the symbolism of of Christmas and just help them to keep, help us to keep pointing them back to you Lord Jesus pray for the offering we're about to receive and even our Christmas offering that Bruce shared about we just ask that you really bless Lord as we as we stretch ourselves to help accomplish what you're doing God here and, and even far from here Lord in Jesus name we pray Amen